welcome to Let's Get Weird with Lola, the podcast about business and mindset and everything in between. I'm Lola, the queen of weird, mother weirdo, as you may. I am the person you come to when you want to find what makes you unique, what makes you different and tap into that to create your whole business around it and to be able to build an empire that's profitable and that works for you rather than you slaving the day away into doing something that's not really resembling who you are. So get ready for this unedited podcast because we're diving in right now. Hey everyone, welcome to a new episode of Love Get Weird with Lola. And this week I have a treat for y'all. I have one of my good friends here with me to tell you guys all about herself, her transformation, her business and everything because she's a fucking amazing human being and I'm so excited to have her here on the podcast. So let me introduce you to Chelsea, the Sabotage Queen. Hi girl. Hey, how are you? I'm doing amazing, obviously, because you're here. So <laughs> I literally, we talked about this because I always do this for podcast episodes before starting recording what you guys can hear. I always have a little chit chat, a little hi, how are you doing? Um, but I told her like exactly, like, I told you like exactly right before clicking like accept her in my Zoom call. I was like, oh my God, this is going to be so much fun because we're friends and we met in um, our coach Jamie's mastermind, but then- yep. We haven't had the chance to talk in so long, so it feels so good to be able to catch up. Oh, it does. It really does. It feels yeah. like a little bit of a blast from the past, even though yeah. it's only been less than a year. Yeah. But it feels like forever ago. Yeah, it really does. Okay, so tell everyone who you are, why you're the tits, and uh, let's get it from there. Oh, okay. Um, I am Chelsea Dickinson, and I'm the sabotage queen, as Lola said. Mm-hmm. Um, I pride myself on being the sabotage queen because I sabotage all the fucking time. (laughs) (laughs) I feel like I've forgotten that. I forgot that like a few months ago. I was like, I was writing a post and, and just like doing my thing. And then I was talking to my coach about how I sabotaged a launch. Mm -hmm. And I was like, yeah, I literally fell off the face of the earth. And then she was like, well, you should tell everybody about that. And I was like, I can't because I'm the sabotage queen and I'm supposed to know everything about sabotage. And she's like, yeah, bitch, because you sabotage all the fucking time. You know everything about sabotage. <laughs> Getting your ass called by your coach, isn't that the tip? Like, it's the, that's the tea. That's what everyone needs all the time. Exactly. I mean, to me, that's the difference between like somebody who is going to be successful and somebody who isn't. It's, mm-hmm. it is the ability to, put your ass on the line and get bitch slapped all the time. Yeah. And accept to make mistakes, like accept you're a fucking human being and making mistakes is just part of the fucking deal. And you're like, yeah, I fucked up. Cool. Let me learn and move forward rather than being like, Oh, I fucked up. I'm the worst. And then just, yeah. Well, cause people deal with that in two different ways, right? Like they either try to cover it up by looking even more glamorous and like, like they remove themselves 10 times over from how they really feel so they Mm -hmm. become so distant and removed or they fall off the face of the earth because of the shame that envelops them yeah so like neither of those outcomes are great (laughs) no because they don't get you what you want and you deserve the best because you're worthy of everything you've ever desired even secretly so don't do that for yourself because that's another thing and I feel like it's so inspiring as, as well to see like your transformation that you had and everything but it's just like realizing what you desire and 
accepting that you're worthy for it. Because I feel, especially like in women and stuff like that, we've always been like conditioned to be quiet, be soft. You don't need anything. You don't need much. You're okay. You're just hiding a little thing. But like, (laughs) I want to be a fucking millionaire. Like I want to be a motherfucking badass CEO and I want to have a Tesla. Like it's okay. Like it's okay to desire (laughs) things. Oh my God. Yes. Big time. Big time. I remember Jamie basically like beating into my head one call. I don't know if you were there or not, but she was like, what do you want? What do you want, Chelsea? And I was like, I was like so offended. I was like, what do you mean? Like, I want blah, 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 blah. Like, I think, I don't know. And I like, internally, I I, like had a meltdown. I was like, what the fuck do you mean? What do I want? I mean, it really was a pivotal that stupid, yeah. easy question mm-hmm. was a pivotal moment. It was like, mm-hmm. what do you want? Yeah, because it's something we're not used to ask ourselves because mm-hmm. we're, we have like hopes and dreams that are projected onto us from society, from other people, from our coaches, from whoever's around us that you need to be successful by having this, doing that and blah, blah, blah. So it's like outsided um, goals that it, they, they don't really root from you. So the moment that someone asks you truly, like, what do you want? You're like, what do you mean? What do I want? I thought that everyone wanted the same thing because that's just the m- main goal for all human beings. No, that's not the case. Uh, okay. I get to choose. <laughs> Holy shit. Right. And but, I, and I yeah. think there, there's a default life too, right. Mm-hmm. That we like, if we close oh, then- our eyes and we look at like where we're going, it's like, Holy shit, that's going to be my life. Is mm-hmm. that, is that the life that I want? Yeah, a hundred percent. And it's, for me, it was a lot like when, because I went to, to university, I tried my, my hand in two bachelor, got one of them. The other one, I quit halfway. Um, but for me, that was the life. You got I, got, one. <laughs> I got one. I fucking hated my last year because I'm a confront confrontational. Yeah. Confrontational bitch. And like, my teacher would be like, do this. And I'm like, why just tell me why? And they're like, just fucking do it. And because I was asking why they thought I was naughty. So I had a lot of problems with teachers in my last year. <laughs> so I fucking hated it. But anyway, I still got the thing. But for me, like that was the, that was the way, like you had to go to school, you had to get a diploma or something. And then you found yourself a nine to five. And then you did that for fucking like 40 years. And then maybe one day you'll be able to retire and spend time like enjoying life, but not until you work like 40 hours a week for the rest of your life. And then maybe you, that, so when I realized I was like, no, that's not the truth. Like that's, that's not my only option in life. It kind of like blew my mind. Oh, it is. It's a, and it's like, it's so subtle, but it's huge. Yeah. You know, but it's all the underlying truth. And I think it's a, a same, like, it's a thing that you worked like as a sabotage queen and helping people with that. It's a huge thing that you work with people demystifying underlying truth that we think are truth, but are not. They're just things that we've been influenced by other people or our society or ourselves to believe that they're true, but they're not. And that just keeps us down. Oh my God. Big time. I mean, like you were talking about before we started the reel that I made about like running your business, however the fuck you want. Mm -hmm. Like maybe you don't wake up till one or you don't send emails or Mm -hmm. you don't have a website. Like there's just so many things that what I call your saboteur Mm -hmm. will use against you. Right. Like like these made up laws, Mm -hmm. like you're not good enough if you don't fill in the blank. Right. Yeah. And the fact is, is that it's, it's basically like an AI that we're Mm -hmm. up against because you'll never satiate 
Like, let's say it's like, you're never, you're not good enough if you don't have a website. So then you work your ass off and you get a website because you think that'll qualify you. And then you yeah. won't feel like an imposter. Like it's going to generate to another thing. Like, yeah, it's insatiable. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And it will always have a reason why you're not good enough, why you won't succeed, why you can't do this. Mm-hmm. And I think that's the beast that everybody who decides to go the path of being an entrepreneur is up against is your own fucking head, like your own mind. Mm -hmm. If you can't, if you do not develop a filter for how you hear the voice, then it'll kill you. Yeah. And boundaries. I feel like boundaries are so fucking important for yourself and for others, but as well for me, it's something that I saw. Um, a lot when I first, especially when, well, it's a, it's an everyday struggle, but even more when I first started my business, because I didn't know shit. Like Mm -hmm. I was starting a new and I was like, I don't know what's running a business. So let's go check on social media, what other people are doing. And that's a big, it's not not necessarily a big mistake because you can get inspired from other people, but Mm -hmm. I feel that kind of you, and I know you talk about this a lot too, like, oh, you get just like, you know, just scrolling endlessly on social media just to kind of distract yourself from whatever is going on. And then while doing that, it's not positive because it's not bringing anything good to you. And instead you're just comparing yourself to everyone on the internet Mm -hmm. that has like teams behind them and armies of people helping them. And you're like, why can't I do the same job as them? But I'm bummed. Yes. Oh my God. Yeah. It's like, it's like doing one sit up and being like, why don't I have a six pack? Yeah. Like, you know what I mean? Like we, we compare ourselves to somebody who's been in business for eight years and has yeah. a whole team. Like we compare ourselves to an Amanda Francis. It's like, she's mm-hmm. been at this for 10 years like, yeah. and she started somewhere, but we're comparing ourselves to like that versus mm-hmm. like where we're at. You know what I mean? Yeah. Or even um, time. Like I found like, that's something that really triggered me throughout my journey. I was like, looking at someone be like, oh, I've been in business six months and now I make a million dollars. And I'm like, fuck you, bitch. I'm like, I've been at it for two years and I'm not close to the million dollar yet. Like, what do you, like that used to trigger me a lot, but that's when I realized like integrity is not in everyone's um, backpack or however you would call it. Um, But as Mm. well, it's like, you don't know if that bitch wasn't like, an influencer before or had like Mm -hmm. millions of followers and then six months ago she decided to monetize it and transform into business and she like was able to grow very fast and I on the other hand like I started with zero followers and two years later I have a thousand (laughs) yeah so it's all like understanding the whys and how you want to live your life because maybe some people love the hustle and they want to have this life of I get up at 5 a.m. and I go to bed at like whatever and just work all day every day but it's like that's not the life I want to have that was a big mm-hmm. thing for me what's the life you want again what do you want but yeah life, what life do you edition. fucking want not what Karen says right no and life edition because for me it was like leading the life you want right now to be able to kind of manifest that and bring that into life like if I hustle 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 all day every day 24 7 well, am, am I just like, that's what I'm bringing to my life. And that makes me sad. And I don't want yeah. to be sad. So exactly. And people can feel that, right? Yeah. Like when you're out of integrity with yourself, because if we want to talk about integrity, like if you want to sleep till 11, you wake up at five, like you're being out of integrity, yeah. like with you and people can sense that you haven't fully integrated into yourself yet. And that, mm-hmm. 
manifests in our business. A hundred percent. And that was a big thing for me too. Like when I decided that I'm not getting any calls before noon ever, or even 1 PM, I completely blocked off my calendar. Like you can book me between noon and six. And that is it. And (laughs) no Monday, no Tuesday, no Sundays. Sometimes it's just like, yeah, people don't know me. They're like, Oh, in the morning. I'm like, no, I don't operate in the morning. (laughs) I'm sorry. But yeah, no, just not giving a fuck. I think it's a huge, huge thing. And like, just doing your own damn way and not letting yourself be like, um, just being influenced by other people and then sabotage your own damn self because you start to think that you're not good enough because you are, you're so fucking worthy. Oh, agreed. Agreed. And you have to realize that anything your mind says to you that is in any way deflating, mm-hmm. it's just a tactic to keep you in the box. Yeah. Like whether it's looking at somebody else or looking at, you know, your bank account or like eating 10 bags of nachos or <laughs> like, you know what I mean? Like yeah. if anything makes you feel deflated that your mind is saying to you, it's because you're moving towards your up level. And, yeah. and the goal of your saboteur is to turn for you to turn back around mm-hmm. and stop trying to grow and stop putting yourself out there. Yeah. And nine times out of 10, it's successful mm-hmm. because we think, I really am a piece of shit and I can't do this and I'm not good enough. And then we throw away a whole day. Yeah. You know? And that's the danger because we are worthy. We're able to do all the things, but by comparing ourselves and saying that we're not good enough and just giving up midway, it's like, we're, we're taking us away from all the greatness and we're taking everyone in our entourage and audience away from our greatness. Like that's selfish. Don't be selfish. Be amazing. Don't be selfish. Yeah. Be amazing <laughs> and do it with the voices. Like that's the thing. Like it really is a game of just like, great. There's a voice in your head that says you're a piece of shit. You're not good enough. Mm-hmm. Take the action anyway. It yeah. is just being resilient because you know, what's going to be the result if you mm-hmm. listen to it and it's like, yeah, I really am not good enough. What's that result. Okay. Mm-hmm. What's the result if you don't like which life do yeah. you want? Yeah, exactly. And I think for me too, it was a big thing, understanding how your brain works and like all that sabotage and inner dialogue of like, you're not good enough. You shouldn't do this. It's not worth it. And blah, 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 blah. It's like your brain seeing everything new as a danger. It's mm-hmm. like caveman mentality of like this new <laughs> critter. Is it going to eat me? Might be danger. Do not pet. same mentality that's keeping you from your business but I can always just picture and that's what like helped me to bring myself back in my body and be like oh no I have a decision to make like I get to choose not to be afraid but I always like when I'm like should I do this am I good enough I just remember the caveman trying to pit a lion or something like that and I'm like yeah I was just I need to use judgment here it's not just about the fear of the new it's understanding why Uh uh-huh because that's the whole thing. Once you understand how your brain works and that it's just your brain trying to keep you safe, mm-hmm. where you're like, oh, okay, thank you. I appreciate, but I'm gonna go <laughs> jump off that cliff and see where that lands. <laughs> <laughs> right. And your, your brain just gets to like take a back seat. Like yeah. if you're coming with me, buckle up, but like yeah. you're not calling the shots. It's like letting a six-year-old telling mm-hmm. you what to do. Like yeah. you just wouldn't do it. You know what I mean? Yeah. A hundred percent. Oh, it's, 
I don't know. I can't stress how important it is mm-hmm. to like create a character around like the voice, like to yeah. create, like, it's like your six-year-old brother. Yeah. Like, that's how we need to listen to it when it's Yeah. Speaks. Let's talk about that because I know you created a whole character about your saboteur and you're like in her little voice as like, you're shit. And you're like, fuck you, Karen. And just move <laughs> forward. So like, tell me more about like, how do you create the character and like, how does it help you and how do you like day-to-day manage that? Yeah. Yeah. So I, I named mine Patricia and then I've kind of started naming her Bay. I don't know. We're mm-hmm. in the middle. <laughs> <laughs> We're arguing right now. It's fine. <laughs> <laughs> She's kind of got two personalities. It's fine. Um, but, but really like, I mean, just identifying one, yes, you have a voice in your head. Mm-hmm. When I say that you're like, wait, what little voice in my head? It's like, that's the voice. Yeah. That's the voice. So like, no, no, I'm not here. Don't, don't mind me. <laughs> just gonna back away into a corner like we all have it in our head and so naming it Mm -hmm. right and then understanding that like you said everything is a threat Mm -hmm. to our brain like our brain really registers like your ego registers change as Mm -hmm. danger because ego feels safe and strong and right Mm -hmm. in the familiar even and if that's a hurtful familiar. Exactly. Exactly. And for a lot of us, our familiar is feeling anxious and depressed and not mm-hmm. good enough. So we feel safer just staying in that box of I'm not good enough. Mm-hmm. And like doing that self-flagellation where we look at other people on the internet, we compare, and then we don't show up for our appointments or we don't post on social media. So we kind of live out these little dramas by by doing things that have us feel like we're not good enough Mm -hmm. so that it's a self-fulfilling prophecy to have us feel indignated about staying where we're at like do you know what I mean yeah it's like oh I want to do something new but you're not good enough and you're like oh yeah it's true and then you don't do it you're like I was truly not good enough because see it didn't work and it's just kind of you're you're the one who made it not work because you didn't fucking do it Exactly. Exactly. And so really, I think it takes radical action and like, so name the bitch, Mm -hmm. name the bitch, like Patricia, whatever the fuck you want to call her Satan. Like it does not matter. (laughs) Not today, Satan. Not today. I haven't named mine yet. I need to find a name for mine. Yeah. Seriously, find a name. And then I think just taking radical action, you know, the author that I reference the most for my work, like, I swear I read his book and I was like, okay, like definitely like 70% is obviously his greatness and things I never thought about. Like, but like 30% of it, I was like, God damn it. Like I have thought of these things. I have like said them, but I haven't like put it in a goddamn book. Um, but it's Steven Pressfield. Mm -hmm. So he, he talks about, I I literally, my apartment just emailed me and told me I got two new books, which are from him in the basement (laughs) right now. (laughs) Awesome. I need to get some. Um, I don't think I have any books. I need to get. Oh my fucking God. Yeah. Like, yeah. Like your entire audience would be like, fuck that bitch, Chelsea. But she said, read Stephen Pressfield and it changed my life. <laughs> like, so stop listening here. I'm just kidding. But <laughs> <laughs> he talks about resistance, which is the mm. equivalent of sabotage. Yeah. Um, and, I, and I'd say the most important thing to know about sabotage is it's not something that's ever going to go away. Mm-hmm. It's it's like you're human, therefore mm-hmm. you have the condition known yeah. as sabotage. Um, yeah. And it's not going away. You just learn how to like 
thrive in the face of it, Yeah, you know? And it's like mindset. Like, I feel like it's a misconception that once you get to a certain level in your business or in your life, you don't get any more mindset issue. You don't have any more doubts, any more things, but it's like, no, you just learn how to work through it or you learn your triggers or you can sense it before it's like fully like anxiety. Yes. Like you can't do jack shit. You kind of feel it. You sense it. You're like, Ooh, there's a disturbance in the force. And then you take action before you get too deep. Like that's the improvement, but you still have the little voice in your head be like, yeah, but are you good enough? It's like, bitch, like I am, would you look at me? And you just have to have the conversation in your head and kind of look like, a, like a psychopath, but it's fine. <laughs> It's all good. It's a good second. It is. It's exactly like everything you just said. It's really knowing like, what does it smell like before she comes into the like situation? Yeah. What's a breeding ground? Like a lot of times big transformation, big change, like right on the edge of it, she's going to get like super loud. Mm -hmm. Right. Um, and, and something, this is kind of off topic, but not, um, that I've been thinking about a lot lately is that when we watch movies and stuff, and let's say the main character is an alcoholic mm-hmm. and they stop drinking and mm-hmm. they get sober and then inevitably in the hero's journey, they relapse. Yeah. And anytime you watch a movie or a TV show and you see the main character relapse, you feel that shit. Yeah. Like, it is so hard to watch. I don't, I don't know about you, but like when mm-hmm. I watch that, it's like one of the hardest scenes in movies for me to watch is somebody destroy themselves. Yeah. Um, I just want to help. I just want to like, give him a hug. Like every time I watch someone just like, just struggling so hard and seeing them try so hard, but not having the tools. I just want to reach inside the TV and just take him by the hands and be like, shh, it's going to be okay. Like how yes. you feel? your feelings are valid. It's all going to be fine. Let's work on your mindset. That's the real issue here. <laughs> Come out on the journey with me. <laughs> It is. It is. And I guess like the reason I brought it up is because I want us to like the heart and soul we have for those characters who Mm self-destruct. Like I want us to have that level of compassion and empathy and love for ourselves. Because like I said, you're going to live with sabotage the rest of your life, Mm -hmm. AKA you are going to sabotage for the rest of your life. Like, yes, our goal is that you become stronger and it happens less frequently, Mm -hmm. but it's, going to happen. And the thing that perpetuates it is self-flagellation. It's, it's criticizing yourself. So if you sabotage and then you start beating yourself up because you sabotaged, then you sabotage more and it just like spirals into this huge thing. Yeah. Then you dig yourself a hole at that point, a huge hole. And it's really hard to climb out. Exactly. And so I think it's like, part of it is learning how to react when you do. Mm-hmm. sabotage like that's a huge first part of it is like okay like I just spent my whole Tuesday watching like some really stupid show on Netflix like I haven't showered in three yeah. days like you know what I mean and yeah. like great like forgive yourself move the fuck on like I did yeah. a human thing and then like carrying out what you're committed to yeah and it's it, it reminds me a lot too of like the model of like coaching yourself like ctfar and just realizing that every circumstance that you go through is neutral like not showering for three days is neutral like you give mm-hmm. it a bad connotation spending your entire tuesday in bed binging bridgerton that's neutral because the show right. is fucking amazing but it's just like we put so much emphasis of like inaction being bad or not doing something is bad or doing something to distract us of having fun is bad. But again, it's realizing like 
those are not bad. We decide that it's bad. We can decide as like to have the, pers- and that's the mindset work. And that's understanding when it happens and how to react to it. But to, instead of being like, oh, I'm a piece of shit because I watch Netflix all day to be like, well, if I watch Netflix on day, maybe my body needed it. Maybe my brain needed a break and that's okay. And I'm proud of myself for not feeling guilty. And that's the thing, like I've been working a lot and I'm really lucky because my, my partner, Dylan, he's super like, he's going to ask me all the time. Like when he sees, I'm like, meh, moody or whatever. He's like, how do you feel? <laughs> or like, if I spend all day watching something, he's like, how do you feel? And I love to just, because I used to be really hard on myself of like, oh, you didn't work like fucking 40 hours this week. Um, but now I'm like, no, I just want to, I don't have, I don't want that life. I don't, right. I, I want to work minimal hours. Um, and just have fun and be hella fucking successful. So that's what I decide for myself and for my life. And that's what I'm having. But when I have those moments of not doing anything and I used to feel really bad, I loved to change. Like I decided to be happy and grateful Mm. to be like, oh, I I spent all day in bed. Oh, wow. I'm so fucking grateful. I got to do that. Mm. And I'm so proud that I'm not feeling guilty. Because mm. saying the word I'm proud of myself is kind of the opposite of telling yourself you're a piece of shit. And yes. it's an activity that I try to put more and more into my daily activities of like, it can be stupid. Like, I don't know, like I did tiny little earrings. They're not done yet. I'll show you. Nobody knows else. But I did, I did look how cute they are. They're like little potions that are flowy. Oh my God. So they're like super little cute things, but they I look never like snakes from here. Yeah. They're like tiny little snakes coming out of the bottle, like potion kind of vibes. Um, but I started to do like clay molding. And then every time I do something, I'm like, wow, I'm proud of myself instead of being like, yeah, I'm not good enough. Like, eh, mm-hmm. you shouldn't do it anymore. But like incorporating, I am proud of myself because for me it was a real transformational part and shift and that sabotaging self oh my god absolutely like incorporating and and it's important I think like you chose that because that feels true authentic Mm -hmm. and real it doesn't feel like I'm the best person ever and I'm gonna be a billionaire like when we make these fluffy affirmations that we don't even feel resonated with you know what I mean like yeah like I'm so like I love that I'm proud of myself for I when I had my first successful launch last year, um, God, the, the times when I didn't have successful launches, it really sucked. <laughs> oh yeah. I've been there time and time again to like, you're trying to launch something and then say like cricket. And then the self-sabotage comes in and you're like, nobody loves your shit. You're terrible. Like you should be doing this. And then you just slide away in the background and exit. <laughs> like, and you're like, <laughs> and then you ask yourself like, why did it work? Like nobody signed up. It's like, bitch, you just, you canceled yourself. Exactly. You cancel yourself. But like my favorite affirmation was, um, keep fucking showing up. Yeah. I don't even know if that's an affirmation technically, but that was my affirmation. It was like mm-hmm. my fucking motto. It was on my bathroom mirror. It was like, keep fucking showing up. Yeah. Be relentless. Like, I don't care what you do. You just keep showing up. Yeah. And I'm like, okay, that's all I have to do today. Mm-hmm. All I have to do is show up. Like, mm-hmm. don't evaporate. Don't ghost everybody. Like, yeah. I love, that. you know, instead of putting so much pressure and like, I have to post, I have to be on social media. I have to send an email and whatever. You're like, I just need to show up. I love that. Yeah. You just need to show up, like show your face, be yourself, because the truth is in this industry, like for anybody listening, most likely you're an entrepreneur, you're a coach, like people buy because of you. Yeah. 
And so like being you is your job. Mm-hmm. Like I always put this towards like, um, someone choosing their, or that's the thing, someone choosing their best friend. You don't choose your best friend. They're right. like bestowed upon you. You just stumble across a human being. You're like, I like your face. And then your best friends. But it's the same thing for me for coach and service providers. There's a lot of soul that goes into it. Mm. And I had a lot of people come to me and they're like, yeah, I just did this like program from X, Y, and Z coach that maybe in my perspective are like million dollars. Like they're like way ahead quotation mark than yep. me. And they're like, yeah, I'm kind of done with our shit. I want to do with like, I want to work with you. And I'm like, you aware that they make like 10 times like, and it's just like (laughs) having those reminders. It's all about your vibe and who you are. And same thing. Like I have clients right now. They're like, I'm not done with your contract right now, but I want to sign a new one for when, like right now for when we're done, like, like Mm. I'm addicted to your vibe. This is a big thing. And reminding ourselves that who you, who you are as a person is your secret ingredient. It's your little mm-hmm. magical dust that you put on top of thing. It's like crack cocaine for people. Like that's it what it is. That's what drug. it is. Yeah. So when we can like, I feel like that takes the pressure off. Like yeah. just be yourself. If, if being yourself means sleeping in and crocheting and watching TV, like people want to see that. If it's dancing yeah. around in your apartment, if it's like do the things that make you you, and then the wealth comes. And that's mm-hmm. when you serve people the most because you're yeah. not being some weird version of you. You're just being mm-hmm. like, bitch, this is me. Yeah, exactly. And I think it, that's the that's the thing that I love the most too about like watching your stories and stuff like that. It's always just you being you. Like, ha- like a third of the time is business, but the rest of the time it's like just you having fun. And I think that's the glorious thing of, being an entrepreneur and doing the fuck you want and not like not living according to someone else's standards, but set your own in an, mm. with attention and like yes. truly decide what kind of person and what kind of life you want to live and never take no for an answer and just fucking going for it. I mean, amen. Like, <laughs> <laughs> Parisian, okay, thank you for coming, guys. My drop. <laughs> <laughs> sometimes I have downloads like that like the universe speaks through my mouth and I'm like whoa those words sounds really fucking good (laughs) I have that on client calls all the time and I just search on roll and my clients are just listening to me and they're like whoa I'm like yeah what did I say I hope you recorded it because I can't tell you half the things that came out of my face (laughs) those are the best fucking moments they are the best moments well, that's why, especially like this podcast is in the format that it is. I don't like to plan stuff. And I never had, like I was in school and we had like oral presentations and stuff like that. And my teammates were like, are you ready? Because I was always the one elected to go talk to people. And I was like, yeah. And they're like, where are your cue cards? Something, what's your text? I'm like, it's in my brains. Or I don't have like a couple of points written on a sheet of paper. I'm like, I'm a riff. I'm gonna do my thing. And they're like, are you for real, Lola? I'm like, hell yeah, look at me go. And I, it always worked out perfectly fine because I have the bullshit easy. Not the mm-hmm. bullshit like telling nonsense, but just like just talking, just talking the life away until something makes sense. Especially when I'm ADHD and I start talking about something and I lose my train of thoughts and I just keep talking and I hope I find it along the way. <laughs> I think that's an office quote as well. <laughs> but like- those moments of downloads, they're so powerful, so much fun. And that's why like in the podcast, I get to have them and because my clients gets to experience them, but I want everyone to be able to experience that. And that's why I started to do um, uh, every Friday, I pull a card from my self-care 
Oracle deck and I just riffed oh. about it. Yeah. And I thought that was like so much fun. I just had an inspire like inspiration. I started doing that, but it's just like, I feel this is the best way to, if you, this is a completely different topic, but hi, ADHD. Um, if you want to start like on the divine journey or getting like more in touch and like spirituality and who you are and like guidance, it's just like allowing those things, like allowing when you have words that come in your brain and you don't know where they come from, instead of being like stupid word, like, I don't know what that, you just, you let them in. You're like, okay, cool. That's new, new words, sentences. Sometimes even when I start to write and I let the kind of inspiration and everything, like my handwriting changes and I'm like, who did, who controlled my hand? But it's just like, I think it's a, it's a, it's a, it's a liberating thing to just allow. And I think it fits well too, with like being who the fuck you want to be and oh, don't yeah. give no shit because you're like, that's who I am. Like, I don't care what's going on. I'm just going to talk until I drop because that's my favorite activity. <laughs> I fucking agree. Like could not agree more. And, Oh mm-hmm. God. Yeah. I think my, one of my least favorite forms of sabotage for myself is whenever like the muse greets me and like downloads something into my head and then yeah. I'm like I'll write that down later and then like it evaporates it. yeah and then I'm like fuck like that was genius you know what I mean like yeah like always. really taking those downloads for granted because I'm sure you've experienced this like yeah. sometimes we're just like <laughs> and oh, it's just oh, like yeah. I'll just remember this. And it's like, there's no fucking no, way. No. Or you're driving and you're like, oh, no, good ideas. And then you just repeat it to yourself. You're like, this is the thing. This is the I was driving, <laughs> uh, coming back from my parents the other day. And I had to download for the tag, um, for the tagline for uh, thriving weirdos. And it was grow your bank and grow your soul. And I thought that was so good. And I didn't uh. want to lose it because it was a download. So like, <laughs> for like, 15 minutes in my brain I was like grow your bank grow your soul grow your bank because <laughs> I knew otherwise I get so many of these downloads most of the time it's like when you're relaxed or when I'm laying in bed or doing something that's like folding laundry and I'm like oh that's a good idea I'll, I'll write it down later and then uh-huh but yeah but downloads are the tits like they're like one of my favorite things that I like you can't explain them no and you can't like Stephen Pressfield talks about it. Like you can set the space for the muse mm-hmm. to like yeah. greet you, but like you can't force it. No. You know what I mean? No, you can make the pro like it's like you're you're foreplaying with the muse, but you can't force <laughs> her to have sexy time with you. Like it's just you're kind of like showing your shoulders and doing a little cute dance, but you hope she gets attracted to you. You never know. <laughs> <laughs> you never fucking know, man. Oh, oh my god. Lord. I no, love those I analogies. I had a whole like, um, when I, um, with my mastermind girls a way back, I had a whole call and I was explaining business and what was it like, uh, social media, how you interact with people and how you present yourself and branding, but like all like foreplay and like kind of sexual thing. And they were dying. They're like, is this recorded? We need to watch this again and again. Lola just getting frisky and shit. I was like, yeah. But it's the best way to explain it. It's like, you're just like, hey, and then you hope something happens, but you can't force it. Exactly. Exactly. And I, and I, you can tell when you try to force it, you know what I mean? And it doesn't feel good. And it's easier to burn. You burn out when you're forcing. Yeah. Because that takes so much effort. But it's so much energy to just be like, yeah, just do the damn thing. And you kind of bully yourself into doing it. You're like, I don't want to do it. I was talking about this, um, I think yesterday, no, in my podcast, I came out today or with Jane, I can't remember somewhere. I talked about this, um, like the dif- difference between 
when you're like, oh, I want to show up and create content today and you don't feel like it and you just sit at your desk and like, man, I have to create content and you force yourself uh, or you like, I need to create, I want to create content, but I don't feel inspired. Let me put a playlist of like booty shaking music and get super excited and then let the inspiration strike and then write content. Like you're going to have an Instagram post in both cases, but one of them is going to be very superior to the other. And I let you guys um, guess which one it is going to be. Amen. Again, like literally I was thinking the same exact thing. Like, yeah. like forcing, like, that's why batch content, like, mm. like more power to you if it works for you, but yeah. How do you know when like that Monday at 10 AM, you're going to feel inspired? Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's just, it, it works it, for some that, people, but and it does. Yeah. And like, if it does, it does. Um, but if it doesn't, it's okay. Yes. And I think that's what needs to be normalized in like Mm -hmm. the business world. Instead of like, you have to do it this way. It's like, Mm -hmm. no, you can do it this way. And if it doesn't work for you, then there's another way. Yeah. I I just had a download. I want to ask you a question because we talk, we talk a lot about the things like this shouldn't be this way in the business industry. So is there things that the not pisses you off, but other things as like you think should be different? Mm. This is such a good question. Things that should be different in the business industry. What, how, ooh, okay. It doesn't have to be different. It was just, just handling it a different way because we're talking a lot about like forcing yourself and just kind of judging according to what's out there. And I know we had a lot of good conversations as well as like calling your own bullshit and trying to appear perfect all the time. Hmm. So right. that is that like, I just, I just loved our conversation we had last time with like calling ourselves on our bullshit and making more of that as an industry norm rather than like, no, everything's perfect. Everything's good. Everything's Gucci. Yes. Yes. I think acting like you're not human, that needs to be not normal. Yeah. <laughs> like, you know 100%. I mean? like, like being polished all the time. And I think it's so hard because we are in such a society that there's a lot of polishing in a lot of ways, like in Hollywood and things Mm -hmm. like that. Um, so like being able to look at your own profession and admit what you suck at. Yeah. Occasionally, like Mm -hmm. not all the time, right? Like you're not ragging on yourself, but Versus like, we always see this, like, this is where I was and this is where I am now. It's really easy to do that Mm -hmm. versus like, yeah, I just sabotaged last week or like yesterday. Like, I feel like, you know, the coach I'm working with now, literally I signed up with her straight up because I watched a video of her uh, live and she was like, literally my last launch completely flopped. Like she was like, my launch failed. And like, this was what was going on with me. And like, I just think that people need to talk more about when launches don't go well mm-hmm. or when the numbers actually don't pan out or you yeah. know what I mean? And I was like, I need to work with this woman. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking love that. Yeah. I was like, she like literally just told the world that her launch flopped. And I think like, 
there is a level of me, like, obviously I haven't reached ascension, like mm-hmm. where there's still that human trait that wants to hide my shame, like my little yeah. pebbles of shame. I just want to like put them over here. And like, I need someone to continuously tell me like, go show your shit. Yeah. And Jamie was epic at that too. Mm-hmm. Like, where's your shit? Okay. Go tell the world that like your shit. Like I remember I made a post where I was like I'm not a six-figure coach yeah because that's so like that needs to be normalized too like yeah you are not less worthy of a coach or an entrepreneur or you're not less Mm -hmm. able to help people in transformation if you're not making six figures yeah 100% you know what I mean Mm -hmm. because I was so overwhelmed by that when I was starting to coach I was like everybody's pitching point is that they're now making six figures and that's why you should work with them yeah, a hundred percent. And I think that was a really overwhelming thing for me as well, because it all depends. I feel in your industry as well, because if you're like in the money industry, well, it's really easy to flash numbers, mm-hmm. but like, as soon as you start to, and again, for me, that was a big shift because I feel it's easy to calculate and compare with numbers because it's like, well, one or two, well, two is higher than one. So two gets to be better, but yeah. So it's easy to compare and it's easy to sell on points, which is like really the masculine way of like, I made this, I made that and really kind of numbers and showcasing that you're better than whatever. Um, but to deciding what we want to compare ourselves upon mm-hmm. and to truly making that decisions, like I don't want to value my worth based of how much money I make. I want to value my worth on how real I get to be or how much I get to help people. And again, when you come to these understanding of like, I want to help people, that's my, my scale of worthiness is how much people I get to help and how much people I get to serve. Well, don't mm-hmm. get trapped in like, well, only five people like my post, So I'm not helping enough people. It's like, well, right. sometimes they don't like, they don't whatever, but it doesn't change because maybe someone you're going to change their whole goddamn life mm-hmm. by one person. And that's worth like, every fucking thing and just deciding how we want to rate our life or our Mm. success rather than the numbers because for me as well like I was like oh six figure I'm making this I'm making that I had a launch I had this much money and I was like okay like I I made good money Mm -hmm. but not like it kind of made me feel like shit and it made me feel like I wasn't as worthy as other coaches because I didn't reach that thing but once you feel like that you're not able to show up as good and brightly as you can but exactly exactly I mean I feel like the biggest my favorite marker of like who like how good do I feel about myself is like how relentlessly am I expressed in who I really am like yeah you know what I mean like that how relentlessly am I showing up as myself not holding back not faking it not like holding my tongue or like dressing Mm -hmm. a certain way or writing a certain way um you know, I mean, what the fuck's the point of life if you're not expressing who you are? Like, yeah. that, nothing can buy that. Mm-hmm. Nothing can buy the experience of feeling liberated in your own skin. Yeah, a hundred percent. And that's why, especially like, I wanted to have you on the podcast because I feel we resonate so much on this level of like, just be authentic, just be your own mm-hmm. goddamn self. Because there's nothing that feels as good as like going on the quest to discover who you are. Because when you start on this, you're like, oh yeah, I know who I am. And you have an ideal of who you think you are, but then you get on the quest 
And then you realize it was all bullshit that was set upon you with society. And you're like, I'm a completely different person, but I'm loving it. And you're just living your best life. <laughs> exactly. And like, you are like a fine line. Like over time, like you're going to realize ways as long as you're on the journey of full self-expression, like you're going to yeah. realize, oh shit, that wasn't really authentic. And again, like looping all the way back to the beginning of our conversation, it doesn't mean anything. No. Like if you have a moment where you start being weird or like not authentically you because you want to fit in or something weird happens and you're yeah. feeling afraid or scared, like good, great. It doesn't mean anything. It's no. feedback. And then you could feel like, yeah, that's not how I want to be. Like this yeah. is how I want to be. You know what I mean? You get to decide every single fucking day. You don't have to wait for Monday for the new year, for your birthday, whatever the fuck you want to have an invitation from the gods written in three like fucking <laughs> copies. You get to just like, it's a Tuesday afternoon, 3.45 PM. And you're like, I'm deciding I'm a new fucking person. And you go and fucking do it. And put your fucking lingerie on and like, bam, like this yeah. is you now. And just have fun. It's like, we had this, before we started recording, we had this whole conversation about not wearing a bra and titties. And it was like the best fucking thing ever. But you get to wake up one day and decide like, bras are not serving me. Like, I don't adhere to that <laughs> ideology anymore. So I'll just cancel. And it doesn't have, because that's the thing I feel a lot of people get stuck with. It's just like, you feel that you are at point like you are at step zero and you want to get to step 10 right away and it yeah. feels really hard mm -hmm. but what like what you need to do it's like figure out what step three is and aim for that and then aim for step six like it doesn't have to be all the way that we were talking like if i had to go to our today's conversation when i decided i didn't want to wear bras anymore because i didn't fucking like them i was so ashamed to walk in public and people see like my nipples through my shirt. That was like mortifying <laughs> for me. So I had, this is my biggest secret. Like I had told this anyone on the podcast, but I don't fucking care. Um, I used to put like, like band-aids on my titties so that people wouldn't see the, sh like it was baby steps. I wasn't wearing a bra, but I was hiding my nipples in the way that I could. <laughs> but it's just like, it's building confidence through all of it and whatever, like you want to become this huge, loud personality but you, right now you're this little quiet mouse. Well, you don't have to go fucking screaming on the rooftop and dyeing your hair, but you get to start doing small things that gets you the confidence and makes you feel good. Like that's the, yeah. for me, that's the whole thing. Like the person that you see today, if you scroll back on my Instagram to the first post, <laughs> it's not the same lady. I don't know who was that, who is she, but she went through a lot and I'm grateful for her, but like, I'm not the same person I was yesterday. And I'm it's fucking a fucking refinement. Yeah. It's refining. You're just refining every fucking day, you yeah. know? And I think you alluded to a beautiful point. It's bringing all those personalities. Cause no, it's like Jamie relates it to like albums, like yeah. artists making albums yeah. and like they create themselves every time they make an album. And like, mm -hmm. you know, was Taylor Swift who she was like 10 albums ago, like, like no. or in folklore. And then the next one, like whatever. Yeah. Like it's always a recreation. And mm -hmm. I think, I think the most integrated people are the people that aren't ashamed of all the past albums, Yeah, you know, that like bring them to the table. Like they all get to sit at this big, large dinner table. And mm -hmm. like, it's like that Taylor Swift song. What is that? You know, that song and she's got all of her personalities. Do you know yes. what I'm talking about? Yeah. yeah, yeah. The, the, the music video. Yeah. Yeah. And they're like, all of them. Yeah. And it's like, yeah, they all get to come sit at your dinner table. They all got you where you are. There's nothing to be ashamed of. Like no. when you're trying to you. 
they're part of your story. And that was a big thing for me as well. I can't remember who said that or where I read things, um, probably because I'm reading like seven books at once. But um, you have to enjoy the journey just as much as you, you're going to enjoy the goal. Like I want to become this person, but if like to get there, it's like, you're not enjoying who you are or what you're going through. It's not worth it. Like it's not the journey to becoming who you are and finding your true identity is a whole, that's what it is. It's a fucking journey. Like, mm-hmm. you, uh, like punchline, you're never going to get there. Like it's the journey is <laughs> in self is the thing you're not going to wake up one day be like i know exactly who i am and that shit's not going to change for years and years and years if you get there it's because you've stopped your growth and i don't know for you but i never want to stop growing like i want to be this like old ass grandma who don't give no shit but still works on her mindset and growing and helping people and discovering new things about herself amen amen like i want to be a cool grandma who just mindset and spirituality like kids come to like meditate with me and incense and stuff and then oh that's so epic (laughs) green hair like i don't know we'll see i have plenty of tattoos everyone was like oh it's like why are you gonna be a grandma you're gonna have full tattoos they're gonna look like shit i'm like nah i'm gonna look like a fucking badass grandma with all my tattoos what are you talking about absolutely when i see older people tattoos it makes me very happy yeah and that's the thing too that um for that too but I feel it's from everything in your life like you can't regret doing stuff or you can't regret who you are before because they're part of your story Mm -hmm. like if I wasn't that girl three years ago who started a t-shirt company and thought that was going to be her fucking saving grace and she's going to build her whole like million dollars around t-shirts I wouldn't be here today Mm-hmm. I wouldn't be an EFT practitioner. I wouldn't be taking NLP classes. I wouldn't have clients all around the goddamn globe asking for my services and loving what I do and saving lives basically with what we do and how we transform people. Like I wouldn't be here. So mm-hmm. like, I can't be ashamed of the girl who's like, I'm gonna make fucking t-shirts. <laughs> like that's just part of the story. And that's why I, I don't clean my Instagram and I kept all these posts. Yeah. Because I want people to be able to scroll back and it's part of like not I see it a little bit like whitewashing but like perfect washing of yeah. history I was like yeah. no I want to keep those bits like go and see it like if you want to get inspired go to my Instagram and scroll to the fucking beginning it's a whole <laughs> other person like you'll be inspired like that's where I started this like I started because I got I wasn't hired for my dream job that I thought was my dream job mm. and I cried for like three hours straight and then I decided I was gonna start my own business because fuck you that's why (laughs) (laughs) that's literally why I started my business it was like a fuck you that's why I'm gonna hire my own goddamn self (laughs) (laughs) that's the kind of person I am oh lord baby Jesus oh my god I love that yeah I mean that's the best like that's my story and I'm, I'm just proud but I think that's the whole thing. It's loving. And that's the thing I want to touch a little bit as we, um, as we wrap this up of like your whole transfer, uh, wrap this up and it's going to be a whole subject, but you had like a massive transformation in finding yourself last summer. And I think it's so fucking inspiring. It even inspires me. I'm like, I got to be more myself because Chelsea's doing it. And she looks fucking amazing. I want some of that as well. So what have for people that don't know you again, I'm going to put all your Instagram thingy in the show notes so that people can go follow you and give you all the loves. But like, what happened last summer? What happened last summer? I bought a snake, but more than that. <laughs> I know. I wrote down everything that happened like last year, like last yeah. summer. And I'm like, oh my 
fucking God. Like it's insane. Um, what happened? I just, I mean, to be honest with you, I, I just saw like the two paths, right? Mm -hmm. Like whoever the fuck poet wrote that, like there were two paths that diverged in the wood. And I saw that like my life was going to look a certain way, the way I was going, right. Where I was like, basically kind of expressing myself like Mm -hmm. and I got by with it pretty well because my expression that was like tamed Mm -hmm. seemed like seemed liberated to most people um even though it wasn't um so I could either do that like mute myself kind of make enough money Mm -hmm. kind of show up kind of express myself kind of kind of life (laughs) yeah I had a kind of life path and Mm -hmm. I saw it before my eyes Um, and then there's like this beating, like being inside of me. That's like, Mm -hmm. I want to be on American Idol. Like, like this, like this, like performer, like Mm -hmm. I just want to change so many people's lives. And so like literally every time I'd watch like America's got talent, I would like cry because I was like, I was seeing these people like fully express themselves and I wasn't fully expressing myself. And I was like, I know I could do that if I would just stop stopping myself yeah like, same <laughs> oh my god you're speaking to my soul right now <laughs> and so that pain like the pain of of literally hating myself mm-hmm. hating myself for not allowing myself to be me yeah if that makes any fucking sense yeah that like seeing the kind of life seeing the life that I could have that I was really 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 meant for like the pain became just too much. And I was like, mm-hmm. okay, you're either going to like commit to living a kind of life and fucking deal with it. Yeah. Or, or you're going to do this, make a fucking decision. Cause I'm done teetering on the edge and feeling mm-hmm. sad about this life and like feeling kind of expressed in this, like it, yeah. it was just the fence got too uncomfortable. Um, and, and so I invested in Jamie, which was mm-hmm. my biggest investment ever took out a loan for that. Um, yeah. Started just like, digging into my guts and like yeah confronting my yeah confronting my shadow self I mean Mm -hmm. that was a big part of the sabotage queen which I need to talk more about um like looking at the parts of me I didn't like yeah um and being like okay I'm ashamed of that part of me great like let's make her the face of my business yeah (laughs) let's fucking do it and so I was like yeah I want a snake because I felt like, I felt like the part of me that I didn't like was very similar to a snake mm-hmm. where like, she's cold, she's bitchy. Like she doesn't want anybody to touch her or like, yeah, get around her. People think she's a certain way. Like I was like, I want a snake. And my biggest, seriously, my biggest worry about getting a snake was that they live too goddamn long. And I was like, I really don't know if I can love something that long. <laughs> It's like, bitch, that's why you're getting oh, a snake. Oh, <laughs> Lord. I fucking love that. And she's so cute. She's the oh, cutest. She's so she's like, cute. you make me you know want to like get a snake. 45 years. 45? Jesus Christ. 35. 35? Yeah. That's so fucking long. Yeah. So I was like, you know what? We're getting a snake because I'm incorporating my parts of me I don't love. I'm going to get a brand. I dyed my hair blonde. Mm-hmm. Like, it looked like, I mean, if you look at my life last year, it's like a whole identity crisis, but really like a metamorphosis, <laughs> like whatever you want to call it. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's a whole transformation. Yeah. And just like, 
okay, I love poker. Like, I love playing poker and, like, the badassery of, like, a female playing poker. Yeah. And, like, you know, women have an advantage in poker because men actually, like, psychologically don't think we know what we're doing as much. They don't um, think we're a threat and then we come and cut their throats and it's glorious. <laughs> exactly. Just, yeah. like, like a fucking snake. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, snakes, snakes and women have both really been put in the same camp, you know, like Mm -hmm. spiritually, um, religiously. And so I guess I just wanted to like go big or go home. And I was like, I'm not doing a kind of life. I'm doing who the fuck I am. Like, I'm not going to hold back. We're going to be relentless. Like Mm -hmm. let's fucking do it. Let's have fun. And I feel like I couldn't recommend anything more than like people getting a photo shoot. Like, yeah. like map out a vision in your head of who you want to be, like who you remember in high school, like you wanted to dress a certain way or mm-hmm. wear something, but you're like, I can't wear that. Yeah. Like, that was a pinup for me. A pinup yeah. queen, like the fifties. That was my shit. Oh, yes. And so like in high school, it's like, well, I can't wear that because I'm not enough this or I'm not that yeah. or like, and so I was like, fuck that. Like my tagline for myself, for my brand release was like, I'm not who you thought I was. Mm-hmm. like and so like just who the fuck have I always wanted to be and thought I couldn't and yeah. we're gonna do that like that's the pizza we're gonna order this year yeah that's so and cool that's and, I did. and I love that because like the person like having your tagline tag the person I am is not who I you thought I was or whatever but it's just like having that kind of takes away a lot of pressure that you can put of yourself on showing up and being that mm-hmm. ideal and image because you're like I'm telling you right now whatever you thought it's wrong. I'm going to show you what it is now. <laughs> you just get to be the fuck you want. Right. And like, I'm not who you thought I was tomorrow. Like, I'm not yeah. going to be like, don't, don't put me in a fucking box. No. Like, you know, but it's, a, it's, a, it's a continuously evolving situation and journey. Like we were talking about finding who you are and just embracing that and having fun with it and be like, well, tomorrow I want to fucking get a pole and start dancing. That's what I'm going to do. Like, it's just, I don't think I have the space in my apartment, but anyway, it's just like <laughs> you get to have the open-mindedness of accepting inspirations about yourself that you didn't thought were there or available or that because you just kept repressing them like oh that's not me I can't be like that and you just being repressing those feelings but when you get to the self-expression point that you're like yeah whatever goes goes well you start to have these things bubbled up you're like I think I want a snake or like I think I I think or for me it was like I think I want an apple watch so I got myself an apple watch but yeah I thought I wasn't I, I I I judge people with Apple Watch before. I was like, no, those are like rich bitch. Like there's like, <laughs> they're just little rich kids, people. Like that's not me. And I was like, wait a minute. I want to pay stuff with my wrist. So I'm gonna get one. Oh, good for you. Yeah. Like that. I literally have a dream. I can't do that. Yeah. Do I literally had a dream that I had an Apple Watch and I paid with it and it felt so good. And I woke up and I was like, is this something I've been repressing? Like mm. I've been judging others for like having money and kind of flashing it. And I've been repressing desires of having expensive things or things that looked expensive because mm-hmm. I didn't want to judge myself or other people to judge me. So I was like, yeah, I've been repressing that. And so I just went and that same day got myself an apple watch fucking good for you man hey at least your watch won't live 35 years (laughs) no it won't it won't but i still have a cat and cat lives for a while and i got it when i was lonely but i know now it's my familiar because i'm a little witch and he chose me that old motherfucker so he's 
he's stuck with me. I'm stuck with him. He's weird and I'm weird. So it's made match it made in heaven. I have a black cat. I'm, I have a whole ass black cat and I'm a little witchy thing. So and and you have a whole apparel line. Like yeah. it's inspiration. Yeah. Black cats apparel. It's all about that. My birthday is in October, like late October. Like I'm a hundred percent like witchy vibes. Like all my book, all my coloring book and color me weird. Like all the illustrations are all like kind of witchy, gothy themed. And it's like, you know, like how people want to have Christmas all year long. I want to have Halloween all year long, like spooky season. I want that all year long. Like it's, that's, that's my thing. So I decided to embrace that. That was a big thing for me. Be like, I want to be dark and moody, but colorful and fun. Yes. I'm always, I decided one day I was like, I'm like a witch, but with rainbows yeah yeah and like you can fucking do it like there's nothing that's off limits yeah and that's why like I love this and I love this conversation this podcast episode but it's like really shocking seeing people like you don't have to fit in the box like you know (laughs) and like mean girls you know when the this is the goth table this is the math and you have like specific box you have to fit in to be able to be part of something well we're here telling you you get to like decide your box be like this box doesn't exist I'm gonna make myself and it gets to be a very fragile box and with pencils and erasers and everything and you get to rename it every day if you fucking wanted but you get to create your own thing absolutely and like that's how you really belong to yourself like yeah there is no belonging if you don't belong to yourself you know I mean period 100%. I think we're going to end on that because that was just perfect. Like there's no belonging if you don't belong to yourself because that's, that's it. You're the first one who needs to have your own acceptance and approbation and just seal of approval that you are something like you're the first one who needs to give it to yourself. That's the T. Completely agree. That's That's the tea. Yay. So I'm going to put all your links and everything in the show notes. Do you have anything you want to share with people, places they can find you or last tips or anything? The floor is yours, my friend. Oh, so let's see. Well, I'm sure. When will this be available? Because I'm like, Uh, this is going to be available next week. Oh, well, if it's not available for Wednesday, you can't get in the Merlot Mastermind, Uh. but (laughs) it will find again one day yes um honestly like like we said like be fucking be who you are I'm over here getting a sweater because I'm cold like (laughs) be be who the fuck you are Mm -hmm. be long to yourself um and be gentle on yourself like Mm -hmm. you know don't let that that compound interest of like frustration with where you're at and where you want to be get to you because that's how we put off doing our fucking work today. Yeah. You know, when we get all carried away with well, what I'm not or where I want to go and mm-hmm. I'm not there, it's like, what can, what do you have the power to do right the fuck now? Yeah. Like what action can you take? My favorite tagline that I created and kind of like ripped off of Stephen Pressfield is sit down, shut the fuck up and do your work. Yeah. Like that's all there is to do. Yeah. And then you get to be massively compensated and have massive impact. A hundred percent. That's the, the period. That's the truth behind it all. Yeah. Huh. Ugh. So awesome. Other than that, nothing. Yeah. That's 
yeah, a hundred percent. And I'm super excited for everyone to get to know you and all the amazing things that you put on social media. So thank you so much again for being here and participating in this. This was really so much fucking fun. We have to do this again sometimes and just catching up. We have to catch up more often. Like, can we have like a reunion mastermind or just you and I, we just get like wine date or like, like, I don't know, like just little evenings or chilling and dishing out stuff about business and life oh, yes. and everything in between. Awesome. Yes. So thank you thank for you. having me. You're so welcome. And so everyone go check out her things. All her information for social media are in the show notes. So I'll see you guys pretty soon until then stay weird, stay true to who you are and take care of your own goddamn selves. So bye.